Hi, it's Andrea and Marianne, the Sister Tipsters. We're two moms, wives, and sisters juggling work, kids, and all the challenges life throws our way. We're here to encourage everyone to move their body for at least 10 minutes a day while learning tips for navigating life. Take the time to improve your health and grow your mind. Now let's get moving. We are back again with one of our favorite series. Did you know? If you listen to our summer edition, hopefully you enjoyed our guest hosts, which were our kids. Um, but today, you're just stuck with us, good or bad. There you go. That's it. Just rip the Band-Aid off. It's back to just us. Yes. <laughs> so let's get right into it. These are my favorites. So I'm going to start with one little uh, did you know that I always love to tell people. Did you know that you are taller in the morning than at night? Did you know that, Marianne? <laughs> I did. Well, now I do, but but I probably if you had told me that six months or a year ago, I didn't know that. But um, yes, I much like a lot of people in our family, I have back issues, so I did learn this one oh. <laughs> recently. Yep. So basically, the compression of gravity throughout the day while we're standing, sitting, um, just compresses your spine and makes you a little bit shorter. But sleep decompresses your spine. Um, other things that decompress your spine, hanging upside down, swimming in a pool. But so every night you go down, you put your head in the pillow and you sleep and your body gets a chance for your spine to decompress. So you first stand up before you've had too much the influence of gravity vertically on your spine. You're taller. So if you're if you're looking for any height competitions, you want to reach new limits, get measured in the morning. Oh, that is a good call. Get measured in the morning. I also feel like that's promoting a midday nap. Just to like, you know, stop oh. the, the compression a little bit, reset it in the middle. Maybe we all need a midday nap. <laughs> I think that's a great idea. But I always like if someone asks my height, I mention, I clarify that the number that I'm giving is first thing in the morning because I'm pretty sure I'm not that number by the end of the day. So, but that is, I like that. Before you go for your, you know, your checkup, your annual checkup, and you're going to be measured at the doctor's office. Yeah, get a little nap in, decompress the spine or hang upside down or get in the pool. Any of that would work. So (laughs) any of the above. Um, Any of the above. So speaking of water, I'm going to go with one that's not swimming in water, but drinking water. Um, Did you know that drinking water can change your health? It can prevent kidney stones, aid in weight loss. It can even prevent dehydration, um, which, you know, I don't know how much people out there know about dehydration, but it is a, um, a condition that we can all, for various reasons, end up with, and it can result in a mood change, cause your body to overheat, um, and lead to other issues like we said kidney stones, constipation. Um, there's there's a lot that follows with that, that just drinking a little bit of water can help. Absolutely. I mean, I think we got to remember that our bodies are made up primarily of water. And so all of our tissues, all of our cells function optimally with the proper amount of water. So if you don't have that, you're going to have some problems. So drinking enough water helps to keep your body at a normal temperature and to regulate that. It lubricates and cushions your joints. So important, of course, to me um, and should be to everybody else. It protects your spinal cord and other sensitive tissues. And then you mentioned like you think about water, well, it's going to flush your system out. So that's how you get rid of waste through urination, perspiration, and your bowel movements, all of these, everything that's going out of your body and having enough water helps to make those properly work. Um, so that's like another important thing for it. Yeah, absolutely. Just that that reset to your whole body, um, you know, and, and everybody, it's good for everybody, but especially for athletes, for kids who are running around exerting more energy, drinking water really helps your athletic performance, your the how your body is physically able to perform. Um, it's a, a big aid that I think a lot of us don't even realize that it really helps in those energy levels, the function of our brain. Um, it can help prevent headaches, not just, you know, 
not any headache, but there are headaches that are caused because we're not drinking enough water. Um, back to that dehydration. So drinking water can help prevent that. Absolutely. And just making sure that you're getting in enough fluids. Again, back to like flushing your system. We You'd mentioned the um, kidney stones. So it's it's diluting any kind of minerals, any toxins in your body and allowing those not to build up and helping to flush them out. I think the weight loss thing is also appealing to a lot of people. And, you know, water is going to make you feel full and it's going to boost your metabolic rate. So, I mean, I if you're not convinced right now to drink water, I think the weight loss one always gets everybody, but it's just, it makes your body optimally function. So I think it's so important and we probably could talk a whole thing just on that. I but, know. I feel like uh, we already, we already did, but it is, I mean, it's just such a big thing. If you're, if you're drinking water, you're not drinking something else, which just goes to so many other things that we say. It's going to lower your sugar intake, lower your, um, you know, your intake probably of caffeine, of um, maybe even snacking because you're filling yourself with water. So it's, um, it's just good on so many levels with that, that weight loss and um, just moving your body. It just really helps in moving your body, which I think if you, if you listen to us every week, you know that that's really a core thing for us. Well, how about we just jump in a completely different direction, as I like to (laughs) do with Did You Know? We're just expanding our brains in all different ways. So here's one I got for you. And I feel like this like comes back to like, we should have done this one with the kids because they would have loved this one. But did you know that Australia is wider than the moon? No, so, I did not know that. And I want to know how that's even possible. <laughs> I know. So here's here's a little trick. It's wider than the moon. It has a width of about 4,000 kilometers from east to west. And the moon is just 3,474 kilometers wide. So that's like given in diameter uh, because the moon obviously is round and Australia is not. But here's the trick. So it's wider than the moon, but it's not actually bigger than the moon. So um, Australia is the sixth largest country, yet the smallest of the seven continents on Earth. So it's just kind of interesting to think about it that way, though, um, to do some measuring. Cool for Australia, interesting for the moon as well. Um, You know, get into the moon. It's just over a quarter of the size of Earth. And it's less than a third of the total width of Earth. So it's kind of just putting it in perspective, which I never think about with these with these kinds of things. Like that's that's usually out of my tangible world. But, you know, Australia kind of gives you some measurements there. Um, and there are other countries that are also wider than the moon. Russia is, Canada, China, the U.S., Brazil. Um, the only continent that is bigger than the moon is Asia. So that's like when they measure like the actual land mass surface area. So kind of interesting. But, you know, to me, like when you look at all the countries, I'm like, I mean, Australia seems big, but not that big. And to think that it's wider than the moon is kind of interesting. So yeah, it is. And it's, (laughs) it's funny. I'm not sure. I think in some respects, it's like, you just you stand there and you look up at the moon, you think like, that's so far away. It's got to be bigger than us. Like, even though we're seeing this little moon in our sky, it's like, oh, it's got to be bigger than like, everything on earth. And that's crazy to think that like, I mean, yes, it is just in in diameter, but um, that Australia is already wider than the moon. So um, definitely a good one. And yes, our kids probably would have loved that. So I'm (laughs) sure we'll we'll make them listen to this and they'll get a kick out of it. But um, I'm going to go on to another one that's just always bringing us back to water. We just really love that water. So I'm going to bring us back to water. And I'm going to say, did you know that only 1% of the water on the planet is usable. So I'm going to say that again. Only 1% of the water on our planet Earth is usable. 97% of, I know, right? It's like you can't even 1% usable, but so 97% is the ocean and 2% is frozen. 
So, yeah. so think that it's like such a small percentage. So, um, I'm not sure what that's making you think, but I got, I got to tell you, I go immediately to, <laughs> well, how can we use the ocean <laughs> to help us? Yeah. Uh, cause 97% is a lot better than 1%. Um, but only about 3% of the earth's water is fresh water. So that goes back to that 97, 3% of that is fresh water of the 100%. And only about 1.2% of that can be used as drinking water. So the rest is locked up in glaciers, like we said, frozen, ice caps, permafrost, or even buried deep into the ground. That is um, another, did you know, did you know that there is <laughs> frozen water deep <laughs> in the ground? Um, but yes, that only leaves us 1% that we can actually use. Yeah, now I don't, see, we need our geologists. I don't know that it's frozen water trapped in the Earth's core, because then isn't it hot? This is like totally out of my realm here, but there's definitely well, yes, water trapped. Well, yes, but I think so. some of the glaciers, yes, some of the glaciers are under sure, un- underwater. Under- yes, yeah. So you're right. You Probably it's not all frozen. Correct. Yeah. yeah. We need we need, a ge- we need someone who's an expert in geology here. getting right. out of we, our... We should have oh. brought a geologist on for this one. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, most people have heard that the earth is referred to as the water planet. So I think with that name, we just think of like the earth being plentiful of water. I mean, look at how many issues we have with flooding and and just rising sea levels. So we think about that, but then it's crazy to think that we can't use it. So um, I do think that that's where we need to kind of figure things out is, you know, how can we use all of that water and, and increase our usable water? But it also makes me think, gosh, we have to do a better job protecting the existing usable water. There's not that much out there and we have to stop polluting it and we have to stop um, just being, you know, not being responsible with the way that we're using it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that if that isn't a reminder right there, only 1%. And, and it is true. When we look at, you know, pictures of Earth and everything, it is the water planet. I mean, it is covered in water, but to think only 1% of that is usable definitely uh, comes back to us <laughs> as humans doing a better job. Um, absolutely. Yeah. So another thing, though, that we can do a better job at <laughs> as humans, I'm just going to keep transitioning us and, and moving us along, right? Um, one thing that we can do that improves our mood is saying thank you. I mean, how many of us are working on that with our kids, ourselves? Um, but just saying thank you improves your mood, improves your happiness. Um, there's been plenty of studies out there, but um, you know, we read one 2003 study published in the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology that said this. I mean, expressing gratitude is associated with a host of mental and physical benefits. Um, so like we said, Im- improving your mood and happiness, but also physical improvements. Um, studies have shown that feeling thankful can improve your sleep. Like we said, your mood and your immunity, fight those diseases. Gratitude gratitude can decrease depression, anxiety, difficulties with chronic pain, and risk of disease. All of those are according to an article by the Mayo Clinic. Um, so there's a lot of research out there that says, just start saying thank you. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I love it. And I like the happiness piece. Um, and there was something I'd read in the Harvard Health Publishing that um, – in positive psychology research that gratitude is strongly and consistently associated with greater happiness. I mean, that to me, that's reason enough right there. Like I want to be happy. And if gratitude does that, they say it helps people feel more positive emotions, relish good experiences, improves their health, deals with adversity and builds strong relationships. I'm in, I want to be happy. Um, And, you know, I think there's a lot you can really get into 
how to express gratitude. There's a lot of people who will journal every day of like trying to do something they're grateful for. I do that a lot with my kids of like, you know, just taking a moment to say the things that we're thankful for and, and kind of give gratitude for it and reminding that. I think we all need those reminders. We should do it for ourselves, for the people that we care about. Um, and I think express that outwardly as well as just making it something that we do each day. We all want to be happier. I think, you know, that's that's the key to really thriving. So yeah, absolutely. We want to be happy and we want those around of us to be happier as well. So I'm going to start it off then and say thank you right here. I'm going to say thank you <laughs> that. to all of us out there listening. Um, thank you for joining the Sister Tipsters podcast with your hosts, Andrea and Marion. And as always, if you like what you hear, drop us a comment, a like, positive review. Thank you. <laughs> and don't forget to share this podcast with two of your friends. Um, you can always check in with us and share those shot thoughts and ideas. Maybe if you've got an episode idea, you can send that over to us at sistertipsters at gmail.com. But at a minimum, don't forget to come back and join us again next week for another episode of the Sister Tipsters.